Welcome into another episode of Real Life Hoops Podcast with Sam Ostry and Danny Cooper. We have a very special guest today. Before we introduce him, Danny, first, how you doing? Doing well, doing well, Sam. Uh, excited for this episode. Yeah, so let's get right to it. Um, we're joined now by uh, Los Angeles Lakers basketball player, Mac McClung. Uh, Mac, how you doing? Thanks for joining. We appreciate you being here. What's up, guys? I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So Mac and Danny have had a relationship. Danny has helped train Mac over the last year or so. So just both of you, can you guys talk about how you guys met and just how your relationship has evolved over the last year? Yeah, I guess I could start. Um, yeah, I had the opportunity to help Mac at uh, his pre-draft workouts last May in Philly um, when I was helping Drew Hanlon. That was really cool. It was really my first time being around like high-level NBA players. Um, really from day one, I feel like Mac and I had a good connection. You know, we related on a lot of things. Um, yeah, and I, I stayed in touch, and, and I've got to help him a couple times since then and consider him a good friend now. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Danny kind of uh, – Drew had a wedding, his sister's wedding. So, Danny and I had to, like um, – we had to work out together um, just by ourselves for a couple weeks, right, until Drew got back and – yeah. You know, Danny was very persistent and, you know, helpful. And then as I left, you know, we, we would, we would stay in contact and, and Danny was very persistent about coming to Gate City. And I thought he was kidding half the time, but he made the, the drive and we had a great weekend and we've, we've always stayed in touch since then. And it's been a great relationship that we formed. So Matt, can you just talk about where you're at now? Obviously um, you're, you were on the Los Angeles Lakers. They signed you to a two-way deal back in April. Uh, you played a lot of G League basketball. You had a great G League season, rookie of the year in the G League. Can you just talk about where you are now and what you've been up to this summer? Yeah, I've just been here with the Lakers uh, working out all summer. Um, so I think I'll be a free agent in a certain amount of days. I'm not even sure. But um, so I'm going to go to the Lakers Summer League and um, – We'll see what happens after that. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, this year was great. Um, it was a lot of a lot of consistency for me. I think it was one of my biggest years of growth as a person on and off the court. And I've enjoyed it. You know, I've been really present, and, I, and I've enjoyed this year a lot. Yeah. Danny, go ahead. No, I mean, that, that's really cool. I kind of got to see uh, – I don't think people really realize what the G League, you know, entails from a, a grind standpoint. And when I, I visited you briefly in L.A., I met you at your – hotel so can you kind of talk about that a little bit what it was like living out of a hotel and and being away from family for maybe the first time well you went to college but you know being across the country away from your family kind of talk about that a little bit yeah I mean it was it was really tough it also isolated me a lot I felt um it helped me grow because how isolated I was in college you know you're rooming with a bunch of guys you're around people all the time uh once you hit that professional level, it's different. And also, you know, in the G League, most of the guys live in that. I'm, I'm luckily not in a hotel now, but you you live in a hotel. Yeah. And it's like, it's a grind. You know, that's your home. And it's it's mentally, it can, I feel like, deflate some people. But for me, you know, I just embraced, you know, every situation. I kind of love, I love the grind. I love the the hard times. It's always what I've been built off of. But um, no, it's different, man. Going back to the hotel is not easy every day. And you're not you're not around people and you have a lot of time on your hands because in the professional system, you know, you do what you got to do. Then you're a grown man. Like you got your, your stuff, you got your marketing stuff and everything. But also you have a lot of time where you just got to figure out what what else you like to do. What um, what other hobbies do you have? Because, you know, college, you're hanging out with your boys all day. Like, obviously, I still hang out with my teammates, but it's it's different. What, what were some of those things, those hobbies that you picked up that you like to do away from the game? 
I picked up a lot of reading. I just started to read a lot. Um, I got into fashion a little bit. Um, I started thinking about my future investing and, um, you know, maybe some brands that I want to be involved with and also maybe creating something of my own uh, when it comes to fashion and stuff like that. So I've really, I found some, some new hobbies that I, it's really like, you know, opened my eyes and, um, and really like gave me, gave me some things to do. I, I, me and Danny, our last guest was talking about reading too. And you know, we kind of joked that Danny might start a book club. We might actually have to start that book club, Danny. Do you have any book yeah. you want to rec- recommend for the, for the listeners? Oh yeah. Reading definitely, you know, I was, is I was in a hard point in my life. Reading changed my life and helped me realize a lot of things. And the book that, you know, started that all off for me was called the four agreements. Um, right now I like to read multiple books at a time, but, um, Right now, I'm reading a, a bunch of self-help books, and I'm not really into fiction. Uh, so, um, yeah, I would say The Four Agreements is a great book. Uh, the Alchemist. Um, I'm right now, I'm reading Who Will you, Who Will Cry When You Die. It's it's not that deep, but it's a uh, it's a great self-help book as well. But um, yeah, yeah, I guess I don't I don't know if if that book has to do with with your legacy, but I guess on that on that note, Who Will Cry When You Die is there is there something that you want to be remembered as maybe besides basketball like what do you, when, when someone thinks of Mac McClung in 80 years what what would you want them to say you know as a little kid I always wanted to inspire people um, I feel like that's probably the greatest gift you can one of the greatest gifts you you can have is to influence other people and maybe motivate other people and um, at, ever since I was a you know young kid that was my dream is to inspire people so one day I hope you know my story it's like every time something hard happens, I'm like, man, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be disrespected because I'm um, not to get too deep into it. But, you know, when you get counted out and then you prove somebody wrong, it's a better feeling than someone just giving you a win. You know, even if you feel like you deserve it. But uh, that's just my life. And hopefully it's, it's for a bigger picture um, for other people. For sure. Can you talk about like that call up? Um, obviously you finished the G League season, rookie of the year, and then you got that call up on that two-way contract. Was there like a like a holy shit moment, like walking into the Lakers facility, being around the glory of Los Angeles Lakers basketball and seeing some of those all-time great players? Like can you talk about what that what that felt like just to be around those guys. So I was with them all preseason um before. So I was with the big team for the preseason and got to be around those guys and it was it was super cool. Um it's it's always great to be surrounded by greatness and I learned a lot and I helped, I feel like it helped me a lot during the season, just seeing how invested these guys are in every aspect of their life to their, you know, how they work out, how they take care of their body, like how much they watch film. Like it all helped me carry over to the G league season. Um, but yeah, the call up, I first got called up to the bulls. I wish I would have, um, you know, I really, I'm looking back at it now, but you know, like that was my first time that I played the NBA, you know, that was such a big moment for me. I, I got an NBA contract and, you know, I just remember calling my mom and like her acting like it was just crying her eyes out. And, you know, I was just like, no, mom, like, let's go. It's time. Like, you know, what I, mean? I wasn't like appreciating the moment as much as I do after it all um, ended this season. But uh, yeah, no, I feel like I'm just staying the course. I feel like that's where I belong. And, you know, eventually time will tell. Um, do you think you ever had a sense of imposter syndrome? Like I don't belong here or you think it was I belong here. This is where I should be. I always felt like I belong there but sometimes I feel like you know you're always at where you're supposed to be at you know in in God's eyes and everything happens for a reason so um my heart I always will believe I belong at the the top tier that's just my personality but um you know 
everything happens at the right timing. I had, you know, some wise people um, that I respect a lot in the NBA, you know, coaching, uh, you know, Hall of Fame, you know, just says it's all about timing. Like, just, just wait your turn and, and be ready when it's your turn. So, patience, trusting God, letting God work, you know, and it all come, it all come through. For sure. All right, let's circle back a little bit uh, to your high school days. So, obviously, most people know you kind of went viral at a young age. And I'm not, I'm not so interested in, in why you went viral. I kind of want to know, how did you deal with that as a young teenager, getting all these new followers and all this new attention? We hear about LeBron all the time. I feel like people called him the chosen one when he was 16, and he was really good with all that expectation. So, for you as a small-town kid with a population of, what, like 1,600 in Gate City? Like, how yeah. did you go from maybe having no attention to then all of a sudden you're this, you know, internet sensation? You know, I was just blessed with a great community around me. Um, being from a small town, just humble beginnings. And, you know, people really don't care, you know, how many followers you have on Instagram or, you know, if people want to take pictures with you. So um, that kind of just made me realize the real values and how you treat people and, um, you know, just being kind. But I think I was just gifted by God with some, some talent and heart so I just try to look at it that way and just spread it in, in that fashion yeah and, and I'd like to add on to that actually because I don't think a lot of people get to see things firsthand like I had the opportunity to do when I came down to Gate City and you know you can you come up here and you, you talk about your community and all that stuff but I think you were you're 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 downplaying it a little I think you're you're way more gracious and and kind than you're even even telling us in, in Gate City Sam this guy probably took 300 to 400 pictures and signed 300 to 400 autographs and like wow. literally had no complaints, like treated everyone like they were the, like a special person. So I just want to commend you for that. Like that was a big inspiration for me. I think I put it in the vlog, like a little bit, how it was just, you know, really inspirational. So I don't think the average person realizes like, that's not easy to do. Like you, you had family, you had your family there. You don't see much. Like you just kind of want to be alone sometimes. And, and you just, you were great. So I just wanted to, to say that. So. I appreciate you saying that, man. I think, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird, but I think like ever since the Laker thing happened and this year happened, like, you know, uh, they follow me from afar. So it, like, you know, I love everybody. It's just like, it got to a different point. Like when I, when we would go to the gas station, like someone just like, walks up behind you while you're getting right. gas like it's just like I don't I you know it feels like sometimes you know everywhere you go people know who you are and come up to you but you I realize it's out of love and support like these people are supporting me from where I was born so like I'm really doing it for them and, and trying to give it back to you know what I was given so it's it's all love always so I mean when Danny talks about a lot of those clips that like you went viral for a lot of those were some some pretty incredible dunks I know Danny wanted to ask, ask you about it, but I'm, I'm going to steal his question. Where did you get your bounce from? And, like, was that something you were just born with? Like, did you develop it over time? Like, where, where did that come from? Yeah, so my, I think I had some good genes. I have a lot of athletes in my family. Um, but I think at a young age, I started plyometrics. My dad really, without my dad, you know, starting plyometrics at a young age for me, um, I don't think I'd be the same athlete as I am today. And I had also had an obsession with dunking, like a lot of us do. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I just like, I cared about dunking so much. I was always out there trying to dunk, trying to dunk, trying to dunk. And um, eventually it just, it just clicked for me. And, you know, I always believed I would. And 
Um, you know, the, I have a program that came out. It's everything I did as a young kid uh, called the Mac McClung Jump Program. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, I mean, I got to see these dunks firsthand. Mac gave me some tips. I think we actually got my first dunk. Uh, oh, wait, is that true, Mac? He dunked? In Gate City. I think he did. It's just like tennis ball or basketball. No, it was it, it was, was a basketball. basketball. Yeah, he, he. I think I would count it as a dunk. I would, one of them at least was a dunk. Yeah, I mean, no, but I think I think for me, seeing another small white guy being able to do that, it, it does show that anything is truly possible. Like, and, and to not set limits on yourself. So, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be throwing him down hard one day. Uh, <laughs> Your bounce is up there, Dan. I'm gonna once I get on the Mac McClung jump program. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be dark for for Division three. Let's just. It's dark out there. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Um. All right. We could we could transition a little bit here. Um. I kind of had a had a unique question. Uh, we talked about all this basketball stuff and and kind of stuff you like to do off the floor. What is maybe at the top of your bucket list? Something that you want to like expand on? Kind of your other interests? Maybe like what's one thing that you really want to accomplish or, or do in your life like outside of basketball you're saying yeah yeah man I really like I want to invent or create something um that helps people but also you know I love film and I love music so if I'm involved in any type of film or music um or I you know have a great clothing company those are probably going to be my interests in you know in the future but uh I don't know, man. I really, I really don't have a, a direct answer. I'm still trying to figure it out, really. But um, I feel like as time comes, it'll come to me. I want to circle back to your college basketball um, playing days. Obviously, you're at Georgetown and Texas Tech. Just the you know, last episode, uh, Danny and I were talking about the transfer portal and direction college basketball is going and NIL. Uh, what do you think about all that in terms of NIL? And do you ever think like your days at Texas Tech, like what? like how much money you potentially could have made off NIL deals. Cause I'm sure, I'm sure it would have been a large sum. Yeah. I mean, people always ask me that. I'm like, man, are you sick about it? Like, I mean, yeah, it would have been great. You know, money is money, but um, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, it happened the year I left, but also okay. I'm, I'm glad for everybody. I feel like the players deserve it. And um, I don't know what it would have looked like if I stayed, but um I don't know. I'm not that that big into all that stuff and, you know, what if. So, but no, I think it's great what they're doing. I'm glad they got that passed. And it's definitely a different playing field for colleges and recruiting, I think, now. Yeah, I guess kind of adding on to that, I just um, kind of came up with this. So I think I was just thinking back on guys like that over the last 10 years. And and the names that come to mind are, are you, Zion, LaMelo, kind of those showstoppers where, like, no matter what game or what team you're on, people would want to come watch you. So, what do you think maybe makes you guys special in that regard? I know you, you like the crazy dunks and all that stuff, but do you think there's there's something else to that? Or mm. I don't know. I don't think I can speak for them. I mean, they're they're fun players to watch. I mean, they have their own unique talents. I think I don't know. I don't know what it is about me. I think just the heart I play with and the confidence and everything. I think maybe people like to gravitate towards. I don't, I'm not sure really, um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, I was just thinking if I was a, an NBA front office, like I'm I'm getting Mac McClung because I know he's going to fill the seats like you. Jersey really, sales, yeah. I, I've I've kind of seen this firsthand and more as I as I've gotten to know you. But like there there's like little white kids around the country. Like I train kids who you're like their idol. So if I'm 
I don't know. It, it's just, it's crazy because if I'm an, an NBA GM, I, a lot of it's about money and it's a business. So like, I just think that's cool. And you'd be, uh, you'd, you'd fill those seats. So, um, I'm looking to hoop, baby. I want to no, make an impact. It's just, it's just something I was thinking about. Mac, what, what are you trying to look to improve? And like when you have the exit meetings and all that in terms of your game and, and really take that next step next season, what are some of the things you're working on this summer? Uh, you know, I really, I feel like growing as a point guard, I'm going to keep growing as a point guard. Um, I think just learning the game and also defense is going to be big for me. Uh, you know, if you're watching the finals, I watch Steph Curry a lot. Like a lot of the shorter guys, they go at a lot. Majority of the time, like 80% of the time, they're going at those guys trying to pick on them. So, you know, just making a point from the jump that I'm, I'm there to defend. And that's one of my main focuses to help a team because, you know, I feel like, you have to work your way into a system to uh, find a role and stuff. And starting on defense can always help you stay on the floor. And yeah, you, we, time you got it. I was going to say, so, I mean, we were talking about before we started recording the summer league, which is coming up here um, in a couple of weeks. Can you just talk about the experience playing the summer league? And, and Danny and I were actually out there last year. It's just incredibly cool. It's a different vibe just to be out there. You can get like really close to the court. You're around executives. You're around um, front off. You're around all these type of players everywhere, just walking around. Can you just talk about playing in the summer league and then what, th what that's like? Yeah. I mean, I think it was a big kind of shock the first time. It's like that. It's just different. Like it's different than college basketball, like the lights, the cameras, the, you know, the, just the publicity of it. But um it was a lot of fun. It's all these guys you played against in college and, you know, some, some good NBA players. It's, it's a fun atmosphere. Um, everybody's, everybody's in Vegas. So it's, it's, it's super cool. You're now on the Los Angeles Lakers. You're in the LA scene that, you know, normal people hear about all the time. Talk me through maybe, I know you're not a big partier, but what's that party scene like, or, or the girls scene like, do you now have more access to high level people? Talk me through that. Yeah, that's a that's a very invasive invasive question, but um, I mean it's different. LA is definitely everybody's heard about it. It's all celebrities and um, a bunch of temptations. Like I said, I don't party a lot. You know, when it comes to girls, I mean, I don't know. I, I've I've had some friends out here, but I'm I'm really just staying single, protecting my energy. You know, it's funny. Everybody knows everybody in LA. Like you'll be talking to somebody also this celebrity or this actor or this musician that you like is talking to that person as well. So I'm really just protecting my energy. I really worked on myself a ton this year and um, really just trying to become the best version of myself for that next person that I'm ready to invest my energy and time in. So right now, man, I'm just single, chilling, working on myself, working on basketball and trying to be the best version of myself. Love it. Do you have a celebrity crush that's maybe – out in LA, maybe you want to shoot your shot on the Real Life Hoops podcast? We'll clip this and, <laughs> and tag it. I mean, being in LA, I feel like you see everybody. So it's like, I don't think I have a celebrity crush. Um, but I don't know. I would say like Julia Roberts is probably my celebrity crush. Um, yeah, Julia Roberts and Notting Hill probably is my like, you know, celebrity crush if I have one. Yeah, so why don't we get into our, our segment uh, we call this starting five where we, we go through a draft and we do a, a different topic each week. So our last episode, we did starting five with the NBA draft and we drafted the players that we, like we each thought we would want. Um, 
we're going to do a new fun topic every week. So since we talked a little bit about music, this week's topic is going to be top five musicians slash artists slash rappers, whatever we want. So it's going to be a snake style draft. Mac, you're going to get first pick and then we're going to go around uh, and then we'll We'll ask them to vote in the comments who, who has the best roster. So the segment's called starting five. So you're just going to draft five players each. Five artists, musicians. Music. Yeah, not players. Yeah, five, five artists. Okay, am I first? Yeah, I know yep. who you're going. I know who you're going to take too. But I'm going to take Rod Wave because I knew you would take him if I didn't take him the first. I would take Rod Wave. Wait, I have a clarifying question. Just like an all-time artist, or like best out right now. Like, what do we? What do we? It can be. It can be an artist now. It could be all time. They could be dead. It could be a. A music group, it could be a one artist, it could be anybody. All right, so who's your pick, Mac? Rod Wave. All right. Me or you, Danny, who's going? You can go. I'll take the snake. I'll take three. Okay, four. I'm going to go Drake. I mean, how could I not pick Drake? It's generic, but I feel like you can't not snag him. So I'll take. I'm going to take Meek Mill. Um, shout out Philly. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go Justin Bieber. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one hurt. Um, yeah. I'm going to take oh, – I, I got Sam, the, Sam's up. Sam's up. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, wow. And then, and, then you get two, and then you get two in a row. Yeah. So, okay, okay. All right, I'm going to take J. Cole. I think kind of a sleeper, but I think he's – I mean, he hasn't dropped in a minute. Anything good. But before that, like 2013, Farcel's Drives, one of the best albums out. I'm going J. Cole. Solid. Okay, I'm going to go with Harry Styles and Fleetwood Mac. That's a great pick. That's a, that's a great, great pick. I don't know if I can follow that up. Um, Are you up? I wasn't even thinking that far back. Let's go. I'm going to go pre-2015 Kanye because I don't like Kanye, like the old, the new Kanye, but like the old Kanye, like – like we're talking like graduation, college dropout, like those years of Kanye. I'm I'm taking pre-2015 Kanye. For sure. Um I mean I gotta go future here. Um so Meek Mill, Justin Bieber, future. Hmm. I'm gonna go with I gotta throw in some country. I'm gonna go Florida Georgia line. I've been I've been loving them recently. I know, oh, yeah. I know we were on the live and people were, were grinding me up saying Florida Georgia line isn't even country, but um, I'll take them. They got the bar in Nashville. They, they should count as country. Facts. Um, that's a good pick. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go like similar like vibe. I'm going to go Zach Brown band. Okay. Mm. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, Mac, two in a row. I got two right here. Yeah, these are, these are your, last, your two. last two. Oh, man. I'm going to go Frankie Valley in the four seasons. And I'm going to go with – man, this is tough because this is my last one. I'm surprised so you, haven't got, said, you haven't said the one. The, the oh, and I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Old Dominion. I know you think I was going to say Morgan Wallen, but I'm going to go with Old Dominion. I thought you were going to say Morgan Wallen, yeah. He's definitely up there. He'd be my sixth pick. I'm going to go last pick. I'm going to go like old, old school. Um, Paul, uh, uh, Elton John, Elton John. You were about to say Paul McCartney. I was about to say Paul McCartney. I mixed them up for a second, but I'm going Elton John. 
All right, I'm gonna wrap it up with Fresco Trey. That's my guy. Very diverse music selections by us. Yeah. All right, we can uh, name Mac. You name your five, and then we'll then we'll go around. If you remember. Um, it was Rod Wave, Harry Styles, um, Fleetwood Mac, Frankie Valley, and Old Dominion. And I'm I got Drake, J Cole, pre 2015 Kanye, Zach Brown Band, Elton John. All right, I had Meek, Justin Bieber, um, Florida Georgia Line, Future, and Fresco Trey. So we need y'all in the comments to let us know who's starting five was the best and you would want to listen to. It's a solid 15 between the three of us. It is solid. It is solid. All right, anything else? Anything else we want to add or we're good? I think, I think we're good. Thanks. I, I appreciate you doing this, Mac. Oh man, I'm excited. It was it was a lot of fun. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, appreciate you coming on and looking forward to seeing you in Vegas in a couple of weeks, watching you get some buckets. So yeah, Let's good luck it, in baby. the summer league and good luck the rest of the season. All right, thanks, man. All right, peace. All right, fellas.